And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm David Ford here with Mark Schindler for your Wednesday night update. Coming up, we have a protest. Cat is back, and the Lakers are fun again. Before we start, don't forget, you can get this podcast with no ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Just a buck a month right now, so go sign up. Mavs Warriors with lots at stake tonight, Mark, and the Warriors won their second straight game on the road. After losing 11 straight, of course, they beat the Houston Rockets the other night, go into Dallas. And they win this game 127-125, a two-point victory. And those two points, Mark, are being protested. With about a minute 54 to go in the third, here's what happened. The refs called the ball out of bounds for the Warriors. Okay, This is the pivotal play here at the end of the third. And the Mavericks then were charged a mandatory timeout. Now, apparently the Mavericks thought that the call was actually their possession, and it wasn't. So when we come back from the timeout, we're all confused, Mark. I don't know if if you were confused, but I certainly was. I was confused. By the fact that the Warriors Warriors were standing underneath their own basket, um, unguarded. The the Mavs were at the other end, like they thought they were going to get a half-court inbound, and essentially everyone was confused, including all of us at home and the people in the arena. And so this comes down to two points, Mark, and Mark Cuban has already said they are going to file a protest on this, but I got to say, when you go to the footage, it's pretty clear the referee calls it Warriors ball and then signals the timeout to the Mavs. I think we just got a big time mix up and it just goes to show that, you know, a lot of human beings involved here, but maybe communication needs to be better between all of the parties involved in these games because this was a mess. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I think what kind of stunk about this game is that refing and officiating uh, really set the tone over the last four or five minutes of the game. And it was a good game. So it was was kind of just unfortunate to see it play out like that. Um, It was kind of wild, too, seeing an owner wearing a baseball uh, three-quarter sleeve go up and like start chewing out the the score table. Um, That You know, I've, I've never seen that before. Uh, shout out to Mark Cuban for doing his thing, I guess. Uh, so that was interesting. Took to Twitter after the game as well. Um, but yeah, man, that was uh, I, that, that, that was a first for me. Now, I will say this. Referees at all levels that I've ever coached that, they love to do that inbound when your defense isn't ready. They love that. And, and I don't think that that's something that the NBA should allow or encourage. Like Part of their job needs to, and I say this all the time on Nerder, is part of their job is to facilitate production of the television show. And as funny as it was to happen like that, I mean, I'm laughing about it. It's not exactly compelling television. It just makes it look confusing and downright, to me, unprofessional. So it's 
really stinks because it does feel like it's a misunderstanding. I don't think anyone made like I don't think the referees necessarily made a mistake, um, but maybe we can clean up the communication. But as you mentioned, that aside, that's the biggest story from the game. And it is unfortunate because this was a good game. Felt like a playoff game, Mark. Both teams really needed to win this game. And look, the Warriors pull off the win. And, and frankly, before we get to the analysis of the actual game, just got to point out, it keeps the Warriors in the sixth spot. And it drops the Mavericks all the way to nine because Minnesota won tonight, which we'll get to because Carl Anthony Towns was back. So, Mark, uh, this was a must win, I thought, for both teams, which is great because it's playoff time. And the Warriors finally came through and got a big road win. This has got to be huge for them. Their defense showed up. Yeah, no, definitely. I think with how every with with what the standings are right now, every game is a must win down the stretch, which I think is making for some really compelling basketball. But I mean, even just winding it back a little bit, you mentioned them not being ready for the inbounds. It, I mean, the Mavs defense was a mess tonight. I, it, you could have inbounded the ball in Houston and they wouldn't have been ready for it by the time it got there. So I I, I obviously like you don't want to see that happen, but they could have been a lot better on that end. Christian Wood, I think. I continue to just really struggle with what the their closing lineups can be right now. Um, like obviously, like they get things going with with Christian Wood. Like he he was getting to the line a bunch tonight. Uh, there was some stuff that he was doing on the short roll that was exciting. But then the defense down the stretch. I mean, part of the reason that they're in that predicament is because of the. I mean, what their defense ends up being down the stretch. Um, but I mean, to be on, on a more positive note, like being being earnest too. Like Luca was clearly not himself tonight. Um, was a little bit hobbled, uh, is also definitely going to get to find his way. Um, but yeah, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, uh, yeah, you know, you say he's not himself, but he still had 30 points, 17 assists. I will say the passing right off the bat yeah. was pretty incredible. He had seven assists in the first 10 minutes he played. Uh, the passing was there, but he didn't have that burst. He couldn't get to the basket, couldn't finish at the basket. Missed a few, what should have been easy finishes for him around the basket. Some of that was good defense. You know, the Warriors play physical inside and they don't, you know, they don't foul that much. At least their bigs don't. Um, but a lot of this was just, he missed a couple of easy ones. He just looked like he didn't have the same lift, but you want to talk about earnestness and and positivity. And if there's one positive for the Mavs, it's got to be Jaden Hardy, who was again, crucial to even just keeping them in this game, had 27 points off the bench was six of nine from three, which was just blistering from three, but just was making stuff happen, had a chase down block. I mean, what about Jaden Hardy? I mean, this is a guy that we we watched in the G League, and I've just watched and just waited for him to get his moment, and now that he's getting his chance, he's still only played 25 minutes in this game, but I think he's a guy who needs more burn for this team. He, he can do stuff off the dribble, and if Kyrie's not going to be available, you almost have to say Luka and Jaden Hardy are staggering because otherwise, who's creating for yeah, I think I'm looking at this. I'd, I'd assume Jason Kidd is not because he has not been most of the year, but I'm looking at this. Uh, Jaden Hardy needs to be playing 20-plus minutes a game the rest of the season, even with Kyrie back. Um, when you're talking about, like exactly like you mentioned, like this team's biggest issue outside of their non-existent defense has been the shot creation outside of Luka and then obviously adding Kyrie on. And I think even with those two together, you've seen some limitations just to what the rest of the core is. So having Jaden being able to do some of the things he's doing, like obviously the three ball falling like that was huge, but it's just his ability to get into the paint. Like they don't have anybody else who can do that. Everyone else is one or two dribble pull up. Like Justin holiday is not what he was two years ago. And that's just being blunt and being fair. 
I do think you saw good stuff from Josh Green tonight as well. But again, it's more like you want to see that continue. And then just going over to the Golden State side as well, this was an awesome game from Jonathan Kaminga. Um, like when in continuing the track of young guys, like he's starting to show, and, and it's it's been over the last month. I feel like he's really found a new groove in his play. But I think tonight you look at um some of the stuff that he's doing, like when he gets an opportunity to face up off of like a second side set, you know, something that he can do just all right, if there's a mismatch, like okay, just do something quick, rip and go. Um, or if he gets a post mismatch, just go up quick with it. Like it felt like everything was just like good in the flow for him tonight. Finished with 22 points was incredibly efficient. And on the other side, I thought he did okay again, guarding Luka Doncic. He's a guy who he's shown his ability to guard physically without fouling too much. You know, he picked up three fouls in this game, but that's what's going to happen when you're guarding, you know, the best player on the other team. And with Wiggins being out of the lineup and, and questionable, let's say at this point to return, uh, Kuminga getting an opportunity in this sort of moment, I think is huge for him. And it's one of these things where I've been waiting for the for the coaching staff there to just trust him a little bit more to make those reads, make those decisions. I want to see him let it fly from three instead of looking to make the pass like he's Draymond Green. He's got better touch than Draymond. I think he's just you know he can do a little bit more offensively. So now we just want to see this guy. Flourish a little bit, but 22 points for him. Had a couple of steals and, and excellent defense. So, yeah, big game for Kuminga. And, of course, once again, Kevon Looney means wins. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. The Lakers pick up a huge win as they make their march, by the way, Mark, not just to the play-in, potentially to the playoffs. After this win, they're now the 10 seed. They are firmly in the playoffs. And when you are in the, excuse me, in the play-in, because we're not, we, we are making a distinction here. But when you look at the standings, they're only a game and a half back of the Warriors for that sixth spot. So the the Lakers keeping themselves alive with a big win over the Suns and just to muddy the water even further in the playoff race, the Suns now only a half a game ahead of the Clippers in the fourth spot and only a full game ahead of the Warriors. So um, the Lakers win not only shakes up the play-in, but it also shakes up the standings ahead of them. Uh, but let's talk about the game a little bit because I, I think that we got to start with the star of the show, Anthony Davis. 27 points in this game, had a crazy second half, nine rebounds, five assists, just uh, absolutely dominated the second half of this game. Yeah, I really liked how they were getting him going too. Obviously, there was a ton of like, all right, let's get you going off pick and roll, but also it was a lot of, all right, let's give you a screen to get into a post up. Like it's not just straight up posting him up. Like I think we saw at times earlier this year when they had some of the inability to do that. Um with what the roster is now, I think it's a lot more feasible to make those things happen. Also, like they were just super vanilla, but you know, getting off that soapbox, it was nice to see that. And I, they just didn't really have an answer for him. DeAndre Ayton was out tonight, so Bismack Biombo was doing his best, but that is, uh, he's overmatched in that that regard now. 
um, and anybody that they were bringing help on, like Jock Londale was getting his, uh, frankly, tail beat by what AD was bringing in the post tonight. Yeah, uh, Biombo did have a nice uh, little like uh, rear view block on, on AD. And, and I will say, Londale, couple of debatable foul calls on Londale guarding Anthony Davis, but that's what happens when you guard AD. And also for the Lakers, look, finally, the, the I think the secret to the turnaround for them since the trade deadline, D'Angelo Russell and the guard play, and they started Austin Reeves in this game. And so you get 26 from D'Lo, you get 25 from Austin Reeves, which is just absolutely absurd. 12 of 13 from the line for him, 11 assists for Austin Reeves. Th- this is a, a pretty good backcourt combo with quite a bit of playmaking, good amount of shooting. Did they just kind of stumble into their starting backcourt come playoff time, man? Yeah, I think that's going to be interesting to see, uh, especially with how well Reeves has played with what he brings on the defensive end as well. Just another big body who can make things happen. Um, I think that that I would be like, even if he's not starting, I think that he's like clear cut, you know, top five rotation guy for them. Like he's probably playing more minutes than Malik Beasley. Um, That'll be really interesting to see. But exactly. I mean, it's easy to say like they're playing fun basketball again, but I think it's just because they're playing good basketball again. Like this roster just makes sense. Jared Vanderbilt continues to just plug away and do things that are positive on the basketball court. Like I thought his defense tonight was really good. Um, Like obviously Devin finished with Devin Booker finished with 33, but um, overall I felt Vanderbilt did about as good of a job as you can do in terms of trying to contain him. Yeah. And very important to note here that, the Lakers shot 46 free throws in this game. The Suns only shot 20, so I'm going to throw that out there. I would still think that Lakers schematically on offense, they have a, a math problem. Eight of 17 from three. That's not nearly enough. You know, you can't rely on getting 26 extra free throws over your opponent, especially come playoff time. So they need to get that up a little bit. And if, and if LeBron comes back and is healthy, I, I do expect them to get more three-point attempts just by nature of LeBron being out there as a function of his sort of offense. For the Suns, 33 points from Devin Booker, who was clearly the best player on his own team and has been all year. 11 of 16, just crazy efficiency. 10 of 12 from the line, six rebounds, five assists. Uh, I, I didn't think that he brought it necessarily from the defensive perspective in this game. Uh, that being said, his workload on offense was tremendous. Uh, and he did have some uncharacteristic turnovers, which, you know, ultimately that's what the Lakers took advantage of. So, you know... For the Suns, not a lot to worry about. I think once they get back to full health, I mean, this is just another one of these games that they've got to get through. No KD, no depth. And, you know, it's going to be, I, I actually think it's going to be a slog for them to finish and, and stay in the top six and stay out of the play-in. They're, they're just running short on talent at this point. Uh, before we go, we got to hit on the big news from Minnesota Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns making his return. He missed a lot of time. And, uh, you know, I thought he looked okay tonight, Mark. Yeah, uh, not too bad. Finished with the game-winning free throws after getting to the line. Uh, this is a weird game, though. That fourth quarter, like, Minnesota stormed ahead, had a pretty big run to to take a double-digit lead, and then the Hawks came back a little bit, and then the Wolves went ahead, and the Hawks came back a little bit, and then finally we had it finish out. But um, it was good just to see Cat back out there. Obviously, you know, there's some walkiness in what this positioning and spacing is between him and Rudy, but I still think – Overall, you saw some good things play out as well tonight. Um, just having another guy who can make things happen on court to the level that Cat can, like that's something that they've clearly missed. Um, obviously, no Ant tonight, so you didn't get to see the full lineup, but 
Uh, Got to give a shout out to Jane McDaniels too, man. Like they just, the offense didn't feel great tonight, but you saw a lot of good things. If that makes sense. Like when Mike Conley wasn't out there, it was very my turn, your turn, not very comfortable to watch, but um, in seeing what Cat and J-Mac could do uh, when they were both there kind of creating their own shots, like Jay McDaniels got to the line seven times tonight, took 17 attempts. Like that was really nice to see from him. Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, important for development of a wing to show some off-the-dribble stuff, especially missing Anthony Edwards. And my favorite moment of this game was they ran an absolutely absurd lineup at one point that is just a basketball coach's dream, which was just a bunch of tall guys. It was Gobert, it was Nas Reed, it was uh, Slow Mo Anderson, Jaden McDaniels, and Tarian Prince. And there was no guard at all. It was really a bunch of bigs. That's Nas Reed's wings. Yeah, um, it was pretty amazing. And it was working. They actually got a couple dunks out of it. But, uh, you know, Minnesota obviously missing their star. But pick up a big win over the Hawks. And, again, keep themselves alive for that potential sixth seed. Everyone in the play-in is actually fighting for the sixth seed, which is pretty incredible. Play-in, as everyone is now contractually obligated to say, every time we mention the play-in, it's a success. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. For Mark Schindler, I'm Dave DeFore. Mark, get out of here. Ding, ding, y'all. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.